0: Welcome, everybody, to the Robin Robbie Show. I got to be careful how I say Rob and Robbie because it almost sounds like I'm saying Robin. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the sake of clear vocal tones, it's the Rob and Robbie Show today. We're glad you're tuning in. We've got another exciting podcast for you today. We have reached a milestone. In our podcast today, and I don't know if y'all know that or not, we are on season two, episode one. We had we have been in business for two seasons. We're starting our second season now. What oh, do you think wow. of that?
1: Who determines so, how long the season is?
0: Uh we do. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well then, break it up more sooner. We could be on season. So we're, five. we're
0: just going to keep it going, you know, till Jesus comes. Uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, Sister Robbie, why don't you say hello to the folks out there in podcast land? You can do that. Hello,
1: everyone out there in podcast land. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas season celebrating our Lord's birth.
0: Yes. Amen. And since you brought that up, let's talk about Christmas. Uh, I know it's over and, you know, we got another 300 and some, some odd days before Christmas again. But you and I love the holiday season, Christmas. And uh, I, I just love getting the lights up and stuff. I hate taking them down. Well, they're
1: down. I they're know They're down already. I we know. broke world records. We have.
0: We usually wait till February, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no,
1: not, ex- <laughs> we, not always.
0: <laughs> we've been in February <laughs> on, before. On
1: rare occasions. We've
0: been in February before. Uh, but uh, not this year. Uh, In fact, it was really one of our New Year's resolutions that we would have everything packed up by the first. We didn't quite make it. Almost. (laughs) We didn't quite make it, but we did pretty good. We did pretty good. So let's talk about uh, Clovis PCG. I thought that our month of December was outstanding. I thought our teams did amazing with, um, leadership teams did amazing with uh, uh, the choir singing uh, both choirs, the junior choir and the and the adult choir, I thought they did amazing. I thought Sister Jan and Sister Julie just did an amazing job. Yeah.
1: Everybody it's... who participated, it was uh it was amazing. It yeah, was it was and you know, in addition to those special events that we had for Christmas, there was just such a presence of God in our church in December. Yes, there was great services oh my goodness such a heavy presence of God yeah, almost every single service
0: it was it was amazing. it was notable and our, our Christmas Eve service I thought was really the highlight of everything I mean
1: I don't know this weekend was awesome too
0: I know it's just <laughs> getting better it's just getting better right our services Sunday
1: are just, morning and Sunday night this weekend it just was, powerful was powerful just powerful yeah
0: for but, sure yeah, so, uh, yeah, our New Year's service, which, you know, our New Year's Eve service, we had services in the evening as well as in the morning, and uh, just just powerful, just powerful. And, of course, Chloe, we had to deal with Chloe. Chloe's our dog, and she is afraid of everything. I mean, and once the guns and everything, fireworks started going off, she was going crazy. Uh, she, she
1: survived.
0: She survived. She made it. We really need to get her on medication. <laughs> I don't know if they make Prozac for dogs, but
1: <laughs> I'm not sure that would be the right one. But she survived without it. So okay, so all is good.
0: So good. So uh, anyway, uh, I just you know I want to use this opportunity to brag to and to to you know do some honorable mentions for our staff members, team members, our ministry team leaders, which. Honey, I don't know. You know, I think when we took the church, there were two or three ministries actually active in the church. Now we have 33 active ministries in our church. That's just mind-blowing to me. I'm just so thankful to God for our leaders and a lot of the new people uh, that have come have filled in really some great spots in the church. And The growth is just amazing, what we're experiencing, you know. So... I just want to say, you know, and I'm, I'm so grateful for our leadership teams that are actually tuning into the podcast, listening to our leadership um, challenges and instruction and teaching, and uh, we are getting huge positive reports on all of that, and we're thankful to God for that. So the po- podcast is just uh, really, really phenomenal, and thank you for listening, tuning in. Thank you for all your comments you leave us all the time, and we just are so grateful for that. So yes, um, thirty-three ministries, thirty-three team leaders. That just blows my mind. So we have our volunteer breakfast coming up. Let's talk about that because I, as part of our leadership and as part of our what we do as pastors to bless our teams, and thank God, uh, our our team leaders and. You know, All of our staff and all of our volunteers agreed that we would do our staff dinner or breakfast, lunch, whatever you want to call it, we're doing in the month of January rather than in the month of December, which gives us a little more time to focus and give it, give it some special attention, and we're going to do that. That's going to happen on the 20th of January, Saturday morning at 1030. And you, if you are a volunteer in our church... You are going to be attending this, and it's going to be phenomenal. We have special gifts for everyone, a special breakfast. We're going to have quiches. Uh, we're going to have um, some
1: fruit, fruit
0: muffins, muffins, and, coffee. Oh yeah! And it's going to be phenomenal. You do not want to miss this. You are going to really enjoy this time together. We're going to be casting vision that day. Uh, for this year and with our team leaders and um, sharing that information with you. So you want to be uh, ready to um, hear uh, of the vision. Man, I've got some surprises for everyone. Uh, We're going to talk about missions and what our church gave to missions this year. You are all going to be shocked when you hear this. I mean, it's just amazing. So you want to be there. And then we're going to have some door prizes. We're going to have some really good gifts. Uh, we're going to draw your names. Of course, we can't give everyone a gift. Uh, everyone well, is going everyone to get a gift. Well, everyone is getting a everyone gift. Everyone is getting a gift. We You're just getting have a, a one-pound few... box of C's candy. We have a, okay? few, a few extra. gifts. Right. And we're we're going to be uh, you know drawing a few other special gifts for those of you that come. You'll be registered and, and your name. We'll draw your name. And you may be blessed enough to get one of those gifts. So they're going to be good gifts too. So that's all on tap. And uh, so we're really, really, really excited about all of that. Praise the Lord. So I think that kind of catches up. Honey, do you want to say anything about the volunteers' breakfast? Volunteer breakfast we're going to be having for our staff?
1: I think you covered it.
0: Yeah. I think last year. We had pretty close to 70 people.
1: Yeah, it was 60-something people.
0: 60-something people. And these are volunteers and staff members of Globus Pentecostal Church of God. Yeah. And representing 33 ministries.
1: Because it requires a lot of people being willing to do what they may think is the smallest thing. Right. But every volunteer makes a difference. I think about... The building of a, a facility of any kind, whether it's a shed or a home or <clears throat> a commercial, you may think that the nails are not important, but that building wouldn't stand without them. Right. So even though one nail seems somewhat insignificant, together, that is why it's so important that we have volunteers. Absolutely. And that we want to show them how much we appreciate them
0: right and we're going to do that and that's part of leadership And no matter if you're a team leader you have people working under you uh you want to make sure that you um you know that you bless those people that are working under you and they're making your making your ministry better so and you're so right honey um but you know, in fairness, you know, I hope this doesn't sound too egotistical, Uh, but you and I have done a lot of training in leadership and leadership in our staff members, and they have really grown. They've mm-hmm. matured, and they they are really doing amazing things, amazing people, that we couldn't build a church without them. No,
1: of course Of course, course so.
0: God is the one that builds the church, but he gives us people, quality people, to build the church.
1: Well, that's why the Bible calls us the body of Christ. Right. We're all important
0: and every 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 part of the body is important for the functioning of of what we do so um, anyway yeah i'm so excited about that so let's let's get right in Go yeah ahead.
1: get on get on it because i there we we're going to run out of time and there's a lot here
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well sister robbie's trying to keep me on track here but I, I just love the podcast i love sharing this information with you okay so Uh, This is Season 2, Episode 1, and we're starting with yet another leadership lesson. We're still in 1 Timothy, Chapter 3, Verse 1-7. through I'm going to read the King James. I love the King James. We're going to break this down. This is a true saying, if a man desire the office of a bishop or a leader, he desires a good work. A bishop, then, or a leader must be blameless. The husband of one wife. We talked about that last time. That was really powerful. Vigilant and sober.
1: That's where we're at today, That's right? where
0: we're at today. Of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. So we're going to stop there. We're not going to read the entire thing. So we're going to start, first of all, with vigilant. Um, so uh, studied this a little bit in the Greek. And what it means is me. Mean, it means simply this, that we must be alert and we must be watchful. I don't know how you relate this, um, Sister Robbie, but I like talking about uh prayer a lot because i think prayer places us on watch in fact jesus referenced that a number of times as the position of prayer being as a person or an individual who is watching you know mm-hmm. so and and really we're alert we're not asleep we're looking around we're paying attention to stuff that's going on around us i think a leader that sleeps is in trouble they're not going to make it
1: well and and there's there's a lot of ways, uh, you know, we can. Uh, you talked about prayer, which is very, very important. But when you, when you're, over, uh, in leadership that is responsible for other people and their actions within a group, you have to make that a priority of your life. If your priorities are so diversified that you can't pay attention, then you're not being vigilant.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah, and you just somehow or another, and I, you know, I've had to practice this over the years because, uh, you know, I have a tendency not to pay attention. You know, I guess I'm like the dog who sees a squirrel. (laughs) You know, I'm. I'm You're easily
1: distracted by what's going on in your mind.
0: Absolutely, and so I I can't help that because I'm a man. (laughs)
1: No, you (laughs) can't. That may be your excuse, but you can't.
0: know. So, so I have to practice this. And you know, one method I use is when I'm talking with someone or I'm paying attention to a certain situation in the church, I try to talk to myself in my mind. And I say, okay, keep listening. Keep listening.
1: Okay, that works. Keep listening. Yeah. Keep
0: listening. You know, don't talk. You know, keep listening. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's hard, but I, I just, I, I have to do that. I think this is the part of the vigilance that um, Paul is trying to teach young Timothy. As a leader, you have to be willing to be vigilant, alert, it makes watchful. you
1: Being vigilant makes you a good listener. Yes. It makes you <clears throat> see things that other people don't see.
0: Well, it makes you a man or a woman of prayer, too. Yes. Because prayer... Because
1: prayer gives you that wisdom that comes from God that helps you to be... Better at those elements. Um, there's there's a lot. I, of... I look
0: at prayer as a person who is standing on a mm-hmm. wall. In fact, I I probably look at a person who prays regularly, consistently, and a person that prays at church in prayer meetings. You know, in fact, ladies and gentlemen, anyone who attends our prayer meeting, you are part of our volunteer staff. You are coming and probably doing one of the most important jobs you can do in the church, and that's pray for the church and to pray for our leaders. But with that being said, we are standing on a wall in our prayer room, like the Marines, standing on a wall guarding our nation and protecting us Mm -hmm. and protecting land and protecting what rightfully belongs to us as Americans. I I really value Marines. I just do. I I know that they probably—I know the Army or the Navy or— Whoever else may not appreciate what I'm saying here. And it takes all of our armed forces to make a successful victory in battle. I understand that. But the Marines are really paying the ultimate price. They're the first ones in. And they're on the ground. And they're going out there to protect what is ours, our God-given freedom. That's the way I look at it. So, that being said, when it comes to prayer, when we show up at the prayer meetings... And we're praying for our leaders. We're standing on a wall. We are watchful. We are watching out for our staff. We are watching out for our pastors. We are watching out for those who are, you know, uh, praying. Those who are working in the ministry. You know, even Jesus taught us we had to do that. You know, you know, if you can't, if you can't go out and win the lost, you need to pray that God will send the Lord at the harvest. Uh-huh. You know. The Lord of the Harvest will send forth labors into the fields, so this is extremely important. I mean, uh, Paul understood the importance of a young preacher uh, understanding and grasping a young leader, grasping the fact that they needed to be watchful and they needed to be alert. Amen. We have too many people sleeping today in the church.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we the devil, I think, has deceived the church into being so caught up. In living for this life, we see it. We see it in preachers. We see it in leadership. We see it in the pew. Um, but Paul lived for eternity.
0: Yep, he did. And,
1: and, and vigilance in that respect—not—it uh, can, can even go to sharing the gospel with others, being concerned for souls. And, of course, that affects your prayer life because when you're when you're weeping and praying for souls, you're vigilant.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I wrote this down. I want to read it, uh, you know, in my study time preparing for the podcast. And I think that this is really important here. Now, to be vigilant, okay, this doesn't mean that a preacher can't laugh, never laugh, or never have fun, or a leader never have fun right? It means that they need to be clear-headed is really what it means. So you, you, you have to have focus here and vigilant in overseeing the life of the church. Uh, leaders have to have a good head on their shoulders. You can't be preoccupied with other things. This is You, you choose to lead a ministry in the church, you got to be focused on that leadership. Well, I think sober
1: position. can be. Um, I often think of the word serious because when you take your job seriously, you're sober minded. That means you're going to do your due diligence. You're going to be on time. You're going to be um, careful in making sure that you um, coordinate and plan and do what you're supposed to do for your particular job. So sober-minded and vigilant oftentimes work hand in hand, but um, sober-minded, that those clear thoughts are not just clear that you can sit there and think without having a problem, but that you can implement and do what you need to do and you take it very seriously. It's not just offhanded or whatever happens or whenever I can get it done. But you take it seriously.
0: Yes. Amen. Now, I I compare it to um, riding a motorcycle. Maybe some folks won't appreciate this, but riding a motorcycle and riding in a car, driving a car and, and being the driver on a motorcycle, you're a rider, we call it being a rider, are two separate things your life you know is not necessarily in jeopardy but you have to be more alert than you've ever been before when you're riding a motorcycle and i can tell you this when i'm in when i'm driving my truck and when i'm riding the motorcycle two totally different things i don't know why maybe it shouldn't be that way but i'm going to tell you i'm more aware i'm more alert when i'm on the bike I well, know because that
1: you're being vigilant and sober-minded, because you know there's to. there's more at stake.
0: There's more at stake. I know that if I'm hit or I hit somebody, it can, I'm going to get injured, it's and, and it serious. could be it could be serious, and it could even mean death. I think that what we have to do is, when we get in the driver's seat of leadership, we have to remember that
1: there's a lot at stake.
0: There's a lot at stake. Souls. Yeah. Not only just that, but the people we're leading. Well, they're so. We could be. It could be detrimental to them if we make serious mistakes. They
1: could be offended and quit over something that you were not careful about. I think
0: another good example is when I have you on the bike. When you're riding with me on the bike, I'm even extremely more cautious, and because now I know that your life is in my care, and it's a serious thing.
1: That's only happened yeah. two times.
0: Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> it, you know, it's still, you know. It's... But
1: yes, you you when you're when you're responsible for somebody else's life, you're more vigilant. I think a mother is a good another good example. A, a mother that has a child who's three months old is dependent upon her. She's going to be vigilant if she's a good mother. She's going to be vigilant to make sure that baby gets fed, changed, gets rest, is warm enough because the child can't do it for themselves. So there's a sober-mindedness that goes along with that because, because there is a life at stake.
0: Now, you had some thoughts wrote down. Yes, I did. Do I, I have time? Yeah, let's just go ahead and okay, share it. Okay, I'll just, share
1: it real quick. Yeah, when when we, we were talking about sober-minded and having clear thoughts, I began to think about that in relationship to my own leadership and my responsibility toward people who um, are under my leadership. And I began to think about how our minds can easily become clouded with emotion. Emotion is a god-given thing, but when we allow it to interfere in leadership, it can be highly detrimental because it causes some things to happen. If you allow emotions to get involved and you're dealing with a situation, then you're apt to want to take sides because of emotion. And as a leader, you the only side you can take is what is right according to the Word of God. If you listen to people and you allow the influence of people to change you, it will cloud your clear thoughts and emotions. So we must be guarded that we, first of all, don't listen to a lot of chatter, if you will, because it will cause the fog of emotions to come up and rise up in your mind, and then it will keep you from being sober-minded. It will cause your emotions to be, be, will become uh, a defining factor in your leadership and in your decisions. And uh, good leaders don't allow their emotions to dictate their leadership.
0: Right. And so, you know, all of that's really important. I, I guess the main thing I'm really thinking about is that people have to really be giving attention to Their ministry leadership, oh, yeah, they need to study it. If you're a men's director, you need to be studying about men and how to lead men. You know, I think that's really part of what Paul was addressing here. In other words, to your thoughts on your ministry have to be of the utmost importance to you. And I, for and... me as a pastor, I'm constantly thinking about people people that are ill, people that I got to see, people that I got to pray for. Uh, my message in preparation. Everything I do is focused on what I have to do as a pastor.
1: I think the most disappointing thing about us in pastoring and having leaders within the church is seeing a leader who basically skates by. Yeah. You know, they don't plan. They wait till the last minute or uh, they don't put a lot of effort into doing whatever they need to do. Uh, When you see the lack of passion, you see the lack of ownership, then you know that they're not really being vigilant and sober-minded.
0: That is correct. And I think really that's one of the aspects that Paul was really driving, trying to drive into young Timothy. Yeah, of course. Very important. Of course. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, run out of time today, and uh, I hope you really like this you know, this podcast on being vigilant and sober-minded. It's extremely important for you. So we're going to pray for you right now, and then we're going to close our service. Honey, would you like to pray for the people today? Yes. Father, we just, yes. we just we
1: praise you and we thank you for, God, you for your word. God, we thank you for... body of christ we thank you for the clovis pcg and the team of people that we have working alongside of us we thank you lord for each and every one and i pray that that you will guide each one whether they're music leaders or whether they're in in charge of janitorial or children's ministry or uh, the flower beds or whatever it is. There's just so many different elements and, and things that take place that are very important to the progress of the church. But I pray that each one would take the, the role that you've given them, Lord, the ministry that you've given them, the call that you've given them, and that you would ju- let them see themselves as a leader and that you would allow them to focus in a place that they would be extremely vigilant and sober-minded, taking very seriously the work of the Lord, and we'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you for that incredible prayer, honey. Appreciate that so much. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Brand new year, brand new season. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Robin Robbie Show. God bless you all.